Hello, Devlin here, and welcome to another edition of the Mondo Nostalgia Podcast. Thank you if you have subscribed already to our YouTube channel, and if you have listened to one of our previous podcasts, or if you've watched anything, maybe tried the trivia, thank you, because I know how busy life gets, and there's just so much out there. It blows me away when I hear people actually checking out the stuff we do and that makes us happy because we're really proud of the stuff we put out and we're going to continue to do so and if you haven't please either press pause now go subscribe or finish the podcast and subscribing it's important to subscribe one because we get our viewership up but more than that we want you not to miss any of the great stuff we present here now today I am going to gush about a character who has been in the science fiction lore for over 80 years. Probably getting closer to 90 and maybe in a decade, 100. I'm talking about Flash Gordon. Now he has come to us since the early 30s. I think it was the early 30s he made his debut. And I had always heard of Flash Gordon, you know, maybe my dad or one of his friends made a reference to Flash Gordon and I kind of remember him in the comic strips but I was a kid that you know I went right to Snoopy I went right to Peanuts uh, I went to those fun ones I wasn't really into the Mary Worths or the uh, you know the the soap opera ones and so I probably saw Flash Gordon but it meant nothing to me being a Generation Xer growing up in the 70s and 80s, I definitely got my first spoonful of Flash Gordon from the 1980 film. Uh, of course, produced by Dino De Laurentiis, directed by Mike Hodges, and starring Sam J. Jones, Melody Anderson, Topol, Max von Sydow, and Timothy Dalton, to name a few. And I remember going to see this at the theater. Now... For those of you who don't know, George Lucas wanted to make a Flash Gordon movie. He was a big fan of the early serials, which we will definitely talk about. Uh, although I'm going to gush a lot about this 1980 film, I'm actually going to touch on a couple of the other Flash Gordon things that I adore. And he loved the serial, and he wanted to actually make a movie, but he couldn't get the rights. And so he actually went and created Star Wars because he couldn't do Flash Gordon. So after Star Wars became a mammoth success, everybody was scrambling to get space movies out. So Dino De Laurentiis secured the rights of Flash Gordon and definitely wanted to make a film. And although they attempted to make a movie more like... Uh, Star Wars for families and stuff, they wound up with a really crazy B-movie cult classic now that's more Batman 66, definitely Rocky Horror in there somewhere. It's totally camp and crazy, and that was Dino Laurentiis' plan. Uh, he actually had some big-name directors lined up, but they didn't like the comedy in the film they wanted it to be more serious like the serials but he bet his money on it and Flash Gordon didn't do horrible at the box office it actually made its money back in fact Britain really loved the movie 
uh, to the fact that they were going to make a sequel to it, but apparently Sam J. Jones and Dina De Laurentiis fought constantly, and eventually, after the filming, Sam J. Jones left and didn't even stick around to do finish any more of his voice work, so they actually had another actor come in to dub a lot of his parts. And uh, that's a shame, because I would have loved to see this movie. Now, not only is this movie fun and campy, it's also remembered a lot for the soundtrack. And even if you don't like the movie, most people love the soundtrack. It was done by Queen, and it's just an amazing, amazing rock opera soundtrack to go with this fun action-packed adventured movie and uh yeah everybody knows the you know flash ah you saved every one of us you know and uh please don't let my singing inspire you definitely check out the soundtrack you know and, and pick it up too because it's it's just a great soundtrack and it has a wedding theme on it that's really guitar heavy and if you ever want something different for your wedding give it a listen i think it might work as a kid who was a fan of Star Wars, I would have just saw Empire in theaters. Going to see Flash Gordon was awesome too. And I, to me, it was just as good. Uh, as I grew up, I realized there was a lot more camp in it, and I love it. I watch this movie quite often. And I honestly, when I put it on, the opening sequence is a lot of the comic strip, pictures of the comic strip, with that building beat of the Queen's soundtrack, and it goes into the, the Oz and all that. And I actually get a lump in my throat, because I'm so excited for it. And I love Star Wars, and I think, but I don't have that same feeling. Uh, a little bit, when the 20th Century Fox logo comes on, and then, you know, duh, you know, the music kicks in. But the Flash Gordon really sets the tone for me. I absolutely love it. Uh, I wish there was more memorabilia coming out of it. Uh, I do collect things. I have a little bit of things from Flash Gordon. I have a couple of the vinyl pops. I have Flash himself, and I have Ming the Merciless. And I also recently decided to break down, because I've always wanted a Flash Gordon shirt with the lightning bolt on it, and I finally got one, and uh, I think I have pictures out there where I'm wearing it, but if not, I'll, I should get some, because I waited a long time, and I just ordered it like last year, because I really wanted one so bad. Uh, I was really excited, because they talked about a lot of new toys coming out in honor of its 40th anniversary, but I must be looking in the wrong places, because every time I look for some, I can't find anything. But anyhow, I was a fan of Flash Gordon immediately after that. Uh, there was also a cartoon show around the time that also came out that was just called Flash Gordon, but sometimes it's known as The Many Adventures of Flash Gordon. And it's a little different from the movie, but in some ways there's a little bit of a feel of the movie, but I don't even know if they worked together. I don't think they did. But it's actually not horrible, and I finally got that on DVD as well, and it's actually not bad. It's close to the serials, because a lot of them, at least the first season, is very much like the tune in next time. And, uh, and that 
really excited me when I got a copy. For the longest time, I got a bad copy. Um, it had a double disc in it, and I tried to write them and say, could I get a replacement disc, and I never got it back. So it actually sat just in one of my boxes. I didn't even display it because I was so upset. But then I finally got a hold of a full copy of it and got to really watch it, and it, it was actually quite good. Uh, I still like the camp of Flash Gordon. I wish they had more camp in it, but... When you get perfect camp like that, it's very hard to follow that. Of course, Flash Gordon also had some love affairs in the movie Ted, uh, the Mark Wahlberg movie with the talking teddy bear. Because as you know, for those of you fans of Ted, it, there's a real love affair for this movie. They watch the movie. Sam J. Jones even makes a, a guest appearance in the movies. Uh, it's mentioned through the second. Universal even released a box set where you got the movie Ted and you got Flash Gordon so you could enjoy it. And I remember when I saw Ted, I was excited to see it. Now, it was a really good movie, but I remember coming out thinking, oh my God, this was such a great love letter to Flash Gordon. And it excited me that there could be some young people that were watching Ted. Hopefully not too young, because that's a pretty raunchy movie. Uh, but... It excited me to think some kids might hunt down Flash Gordon to see what this movie was all about. Whether they got it or enjoyed it, I don't know. But I'm sure one or two did. Maybe more than that. And, uh, yeah. Excellent. Excellent thing. And, as I said, the movie's really campy. It's got some of my favorite dialogue. It's bad dialogue, but it's quotable dialogue. You know? Some incredibly crazy lines you know like not the Bora worms or you know flash flash I love you but we only have 14 hours to save the earth you know great scenes I remember a wonderful scene where uh, Dale Arden the our female heroine of the movie is actually running around with a laser pistol She's in high heels, I believe, and a fancy, fancy dress. There is no indication in the movie that she has ever fired a gun in her life. And I remember there is actually one scene where she does this major flip, like, in high heels, and basically shoots out one of the guys, like, better shooting than stormtroopers in Star Wars. And I remember as a kid just, like, laughing my ass off, thinking... Oh my God, this is brilliant. Um, you know, because I always come and wonder about that. Like sometimes I think they get lost in the imagination of it and think just, you know, let's do it. And then probably have didn't even think about the fact that, well, as far as we know, Dale's never shot a gun. She's a, a newspaper reporter. So uh, Flash Gordon is a um, football player who gets caught in a rocket and goes to the planet Mongo where he makes some very bad enemies and um, I'm pretty sure that's what the movie was as well uh, sorry not the movie the comic strip as well I don't know if they changed that or not but uh, I wasn't as well known with the comic strip I'd actually like to get to see some of the comic strips now uh, just because I'm very interested in it. As I said, I watched that, and when they came out with the Filmation cartoon, I tried to watch that on TV, but sometimes it was on a station that didn't come in very clear. 
talking about olden day problems, you know, when you'd be watching something. But uh, I also became a huge Flash Gordon fan um, when I talked to my dad and he said that he used to go to the movies to catch the Flash Gordon serials. And I had heard George Lucas and Steven Spielberg say, talk about serials, but I kind of asked him a little bit more about it. Because um, apparently Star Wars and Indiana Jones are both movies that are kind of inspired by them. Uh, the olden day serials. And my dad told me that when he was a kid, you would go to the movies and you would pay, you know, your five cents, ten cents. And not only did you get the movie, but you would get a cartoon. You would get a newsreel, maybe, to keep you up to date with the world's events, especially during World War II and stuff. And uh, you would get a serial. Now, sometimes you would get, like, maybe a Laurel and Hardy or, like, a comedy, Little Rascals, Three Stooges. But in the late 30s, they started showing serials where you'd have to come back every week to catch your favorite super hero in in one of these serials and sometimes there'd be 12 episodes and my dad told me that for kids these were sometimes pop more popular than the actual movies they were going to see but they had to see if flash gordon was going to make it now flash was the first science fiction one that they did and ironically flash wasn't the first science fiction comic uh, Buck Rogers was actually quite popular before that, and uh, basically Flash Gordon was kind of a ripoff of Buck Rogers, but Flash Gordon, as soon as the comic hit, it became a instant hit, and the serials, there was three notable ones, uh, something like in 36, 38, and 40, I may be wrong, but they were done by Buster Crab, and I absolutely adore those two. I think they are just incredible. Uh, and it wasn't just science fiction. If you actually go back and look up serials like that played at the theater, uh, and later when television came, they did re-release them or actually edited them all together to make a movie. But if you check out serials, you'll be shocked at some of the names you see. There's Superman, Batman and Robin, uh, Captain Marvel, the Green Hornet. There was a lot of these, like just a ton. But Flash Gordons were actually really high concept because of the fact that um, they were literally... They got big budgets, and um, because the comic was so popular, they really wanted to make it uh, really great. And everything that was Flash Gordon back then, it's kind of like our version of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Flash Gordon was huge. He had a radio show. He had, um, you know, a comic strip. He had comic books. And the serials were like, you know, people, as I said... My dad was one of those guys that even if he wasn't a fan of the movie, he would go and pay the money to see if Flash Gordon could get out of the clutches of, like, the crab monster. <laughs> um, yeah, they're a lot of fun. They're only about 20 minutes long, um, and they're, they're just action-packed. I could see why 
you know, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg, and I'm sure others were very inspired by these movies because they are action-packed. And they would end, like, every week with, you know, oh, will Flash survive? Will Dale survive? And you would tune in the following week, show up, pay your five cents or whatever it was to get into the theater, and check it out. Now, these have been preserved, and I actually started seeing these because uh, TVO here and PBS started airing the old serials, and they showed all three of the Flash Gordon serials. They were, uh, let's see if I can remember them, Flash Gordon was the original one, then there was Trip, Trip to Space, I want to say, probably going to get that wrong, and then, um, let me look that up, I want to make sure you know. Uh, Flash Gordon's trip to Mars, and then uh, in 1940 was uh, Flash Gordon Conquers the Universe. So there was three. They were very big. Buster Crab was a big star at the time. He was this really good-looking, hunky guy. I Actually, it's weird to have a crush on a guy who is no longer with us, but was we're talking back in the 30s. Uh, he had to dye his hair for it because they want him to look more like Flash and Flash was like blonde. And he hated being blonde even though he loved being Flash Gordon. But, uh, you know, Jean Harlow was very popular as a woman and a lot of people made comments about Jean Harlow uh, to him. So he'd always wear a hat when he was out in public because he didn't want... Because I guess if you had really blonde locks, you know, guys would even whistle at you just to say, oh, look at this fancy boy. Uh, Buster Crabbe played Flash Gordon, Charles B. Middleton played Ming the Merciless, and Gene Rogers played Dale Arden. And it basically follows a lot what the movie did. But TVO would start airing these and uh, PBS, and that's when I started getting to see these. And I actually became a huge fan of these. I went out and bought a beautiful collection of all three of them. And I just love watching them. I can crank these out at any time and just feel like I'm lost in another time. And I love hearing my dad used to tell stories about how, you know, you'd be excited for the cartoon and even the movie a little bit because going to the movies was an event. And, you know, but you'd be eating your popcorn and waiting for that, you know, Flash Gordon logo to appear on the screen. And I sometimes think I live vicariously through them because my dad did a great job of taking me and showing me how the movie-going experience is so important. But I won't get into a rant. Don't worry, I've done that already. You can see that on my one of my other... Memory lanes, I think I did it on. Anyhow, I uh, I love these serials, and you can actually catch them on Mondo Nostalgia, another great reason to watch. Um, they are public domain. Uh, we don't make any money off of them, but we believe they should be um, seen. So if you click on our site, there's a thing called Sunday Funnies, and we're currently airing the very first Flash Gordon. And just like my dad, when he went, you also get a cartoon at the start and like a uh, like a drive-in movie trailer before our main feature. And I always said that, you know, if you want to make a real old school movie night of it, you know, maybe, you know, get a classic action film, you know, Adventures of Robin Hood or or Three Musketeers or stuff like that. And then throw the Sunday funnies before it. 
and you'll have kind of like a whole thing maybe throw some trailers of stuff you want to see but uh, so you can see it just check out our Sunday funnies and you can see the awesomeness that is Flash Gordon um, as I said I also like the filmation and I have tried to watch some of the others there are some incarnations of Flash Gordon that I'm not much of a fan of uh, they did try to release uh, a live-action one in the, the 50s. And actually, I think it was the 60s uh, when science fiction was getting really big again. And it didn't. it's not very good. Um, there's a lot better stuff that came out in the 60s. And they've tried to release Flash Gordon a couple times in the 1990s, I believe, in the 2000s. And again, they didn't have that sense of adventure that the serials had. Um, from the little bit I've seen of the comic strips had. I'm sure I've never heard any of the radio serials, but I'm very anxious. Apparently, the Flash Gordon was played by Gail Gordon, who, for you Lucy fans, know he played Mr. Mooney and uh, Harry Carter on the Lucy show, and Here's Lucy. Was actually supposed to play um, um, Fred Mertz, but he was uh, with another show and couldn't get out of it. So, good news for you know William Frawley who got the role of on that legendary show. But I I picture Gail Gordon as this you know real big blow how hard comedian. So it'd be interesting to see him play that. I'm gonna look online to see if we can actually find some of those radio shows and stuff like that. Uh, because I think they ended, too, with Will Flash get out of the clutches of Ming the Merciless. And that's just fun stuff for me. It actually saddens me sometimes when I hear about stuff like like binge-watching. And I'm not putting you down if you binge-watch. I have been known to binge-watch myself. I can only usually do two or three. When I hear people who binge-watch like eight or nine episodes of a show, I can't even imagine... But I like that there was a simpler time when p people would go to the movies and see Flash and Dale and, you know, all the characters in trouble. And then they'd have to wait a whole week, you know, to go see what happened. And I think nowadays that would almost be a nightmare for some people because right now they could just click and watch the next episode. But there has to be something to be said that my dad and his friends would leave the theater and probably talk about the movie they just saw. But when they talked about Flash Gordon, they were probably talking with so much excitement and so much enthusiasm. And just every week getting that excitement of seeing a brand new episode. And, uh, and I, I'm, it's sad that we've lost a little bit about that now. Because of the fact that, to me, that seems like such a, a wonderful thing. Even with a TV show, you know, I used to like watching like a Twin Peaks. And then you had a whole week to think about what you just saw. And trust me, with Twin Peaks, you definitely need it. But I just love the fact that you get to relive it and talk about it. And, and serials did that. And you can tell they must have had a major effect when you have people like George Lucas trying to look for the rights to do Flash Gordon, but then deciding to make his own. Indiana Jones definitely had that serial formula because every 15, 20 minutes in Raiders or Temple of Doom or Last Crusade, even uh, Crystal Skull, you know Indy's in trouble or somebody linked to Indy's in trouble. And you can tell that they were inspired by that 
you still get that feel like in the Marvel universe or the DC universe, but I don't feel it has the same adventure to it. Um, I don't know. A lot of movies, when I look back at them, even stuff right up to like Jurassic Park, have a real authentic adventure feel that I think we're kind of missing from movies now. Uh, and you used to see it. You still see it in old Disney films and that. But it seems now they're so worried about getting, like, cultural references in. They're trying to get, uh, like, a message through. And there's nothing wrong with a good message in a movie. Uh, you know, Pixar certainly loves to make sure we walk out of there with a message. But I think we lose almost that sense of adventure. That's why when I see a movie that has it... I like to promote it just because it's like, hey, this reminds me of those old style cereals. I didn't grow up in the generation of cereals. So, you know, I watched it on, you know, TVO. And the problem with watching them on TVO is sometimes they didn't tell you when the next chapter was going to be. Sometimes they did, but sometimes they didn't. Sometimes they just put it if a movie was too short. Here's chapter eight. It wasn't until I got my DVD copy that I finally got to see it in full. And, uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's over the top, but it's a lot of fun. And, like, with the Flash Gordon serials, you know, they... When I say it had a big budget, you know, you can see a movie that has a big budget now. But back then, you still saw them using, uh, like, sets from old movies and stuff to save money. So sometimes you'd be like, well, that's a weird monster, and then find out later that it was just repainted and repackaged and just put in the cereal just to give Flash something unique. But compared to some of the other cereals I have seen, I think the Flash Gordon ones are probably my favorite. I've seen every ones from the Superman ones to the Batman ones to the Commander Cody. And uh, there's some interesting ones out there. I, I definitely check them out there's definitely one that i really love that's really ridiculous gene autry who was famous for westerns he did a serial i want to call think was called underwater kingdom i could be wrong on that but it basically was a serial where he's a cowboy but he winds up in the science fictiony underwater serial and it's really bug nuts if you can find it uh if it's public domain i'll try to put it on sunday funnies eventually but Right now, we're going to finish up with the Flash Gordon and stuff. Uh, but if you do want to try cereals, I'd say go for the Buster Crab Flash Gordon ones. Uh, try to get the actual cereal ones. They, As I said, in the 50s uh, and the 60s when TV came out, they edited a lot of these to make them movies. And they don't have the same sense of adventure they're just kind of cut and paste some of them don't even make sense but if you can literally get your hands on the original serials and you want to try like maybe you're a youngster and i've piqued your interest or you've always heard about them definitely check it out and i strongly recommend it and as i said sunday funnies you can go right to our channel and every sunday we're going to play one of the Flash Gordons. And then after that, we may play another Flash Gordon or we may change it up a bit. Um, as I said, we don't make any money from it, but we feel that these need to be preserved. So definitely, shameless plug, 
go check our channel and check while you're there check other things and by all means pay tribute to the 40 year old movie flash gordon 1980 if you're not a fan of Carlton camp you're not going to like it but if you like a good giggle with your science fiction flash gordon is a perfect movie for this um they wanted camp and they got it it has become a cult classic. I even know people who love science fiction and they take it very seriously. But for some reason, they still absolutely love Flash Gordon. And I can see why. It To me, it is an awesome film. 1980 had so many incredible films coming out. And yes, I would include Flash Gordon on that list because it just deserves that kind of love. Well, I have gushed about Flash Gordon, and I'm going to do my own homework. Um, so while you do your homework going to the Sunday Funnies or subscribing, I'm going to go and look for not only to see if they've released any new merchandise based on Flash Gordon, but also I'm going to check out to see if I can find those radio shows and give them a listen, because I think that would be kind of fun. Anyhow, that is our podcast today. You just never know what we're going to talk about. Thank you again if you've listened to any of the podcasts. And I'm hoping to get some more people for some social distancing podcasts because I love talking to you. But I absolutely love when I have somebody that we can, you know, bounce things off of one another. I hope you have a great day and thank you again for pressing play definitely check out some of the other stuff and please comment are you a fan of flash gordon are you a fan of the serials the comic strips the the movie maybe one of the shows that i didn't like we want to hear from you we want to build a community let's start talking about it and what a great way to talk flash gordon have a great day everyone